Well, this evening, we're going to look at a passage from Luke chapter 2, and I know it's a little dark out there, so um, you can open your Bible if you'd like, or if you just want to follow along, it'll be easy to do so. Maybe you don't even have a Bible with you, and that's okay. You're going to easily be able to follow along tonight. And what I want to share with us on this special occasion on this Christmas Eve is that we should all be reminded in a setting like this and an occasion like this that God delights to use humble people. That God has a very special place in his heart for people who are meek and lowly and humble. And I want us to really think about that as we think about God, our relationship to him, that God is pleased with the humble. In Luke chapter 2, in verses 1 through 7, it says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And when we drop down to verse 16, when the shepherds visit Mary and Joseph, it says, and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Well, our first point tonight is humility and Christmas. The entire Christmas story reminds us of the humble setting that surrounded God's entrance into this world. The whole atmosphere of the birth of Jesus was one of humility. The participants, all the participants, were lowly, meek, and poor in spirit. The Son of God, the Son of God was an infant in the human sense, helpless and vulnerable. We live in an area, excuse me, we live in an era when even the church, even the church tends to be enamored by leaders and by leaders with charisma, great talent and flamboyance. We call it today the personality cult. It is amazing how we are drawn to people with flamboyant and charismatic personalities. We, if we are honest, even the church is captivated by the sensational. We crave the big event. But that first Christmas, that first Christmas was so different. It was so different. This morning, I mentioned to you in our service, I referenced Mary's song of praise her poem of praise in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55, in which Mary 
praises the Lord. It is often referenced throughout history as the Magnificat. And the whole theme of the Magnificat of Mary's song, her poem of praise, is that God scatters the proud, but he exalts the humble. And Mary praises the Lord because he is a God who takes notice of the humble and the meek. Everything I just read for you is shrouded in great meekness and lowliness. The Roman world was on the move at this particular point in history because a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And so if you can imagine it, all in the Roman world were on the move to go to their hometown, to the place of their heritage, to the place of their lineage, so that they could be registered, so they could be part of the census. And in this vast empire, and the Roman Empire was vast at this time, in this vast empire there was a humble and young couple that went to be registered in Bethlehem. And while all of this was going on in the world, at least in the Roman world, the epicenter, the focus of God's attention was this humble young couple, Mary and Joseph. Unbeknownst to most of the Roman world, Mary and Joseph were the center of the universe. And it says in verses 4 and 5, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So think of it with me tonight. While all of this was going on, while all of the attention of the world was elsewhere, God was using this, in a sense, anonymous, behind-the-scenes young couple to bring about the change of the world, to bring about a dramatic change in history. And the birth of their child, the birth of the great Jewish Messiah, takes place in the lowliest of conditions. In verses 6 and 7 it says, And while they were there, the time came. The time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, in a feeding trough, in what then would have been considered a cave or a barn, because there was no place for them in the inn. And when the shepherds go, as I read before, they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and they found the baby. And they found the baby lying in a manger. Here, in the lowliest of conditions, comes the Savior of the world. Comes the one who has entered the world to redeem us from our sins and to provide this great 
and glorious and all-sufficient salvation for us. Oh, let us remember tonight. Let us remember that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Pride. Pride goes before a fall. A haughty spirit before destruction. Let us never forget that. Well, our second point is humility and pride. In the beauty and stillness of this Christmas Eve, may God help us to be among the humble. So many problems in our lives, in our families, in our churches, and in our nation are caused by pride. We are unwilling to admit our wrongs. We demand to have the last word. We are determined to get, determined to get what we deserve. We shout for our rights. We deeply desire to feed our egos. We are restless. And oh, how we are a restless people. What a nation we live in right now. A divided nation where people are shouting at one another. Where people are demanding their rights. Where my way is the only right way. And it seems like things, or it seems that things like civil discourse and common decency are hard to find, almost nowhere to be found. And we remember that famous statement, one you've probably heard numerous times by Augustine, our hearts are restless until they find rest in thee, and they are. Our hearts are so restless until they find their rest in the only one who can bring us rest, and that is Jesus himself. While all the commotion of everyday life is going on, God is searching, searching for humble servants. Every day as we go about our busy lives, as we go about the helter-skelter of this world, God his eyes are searching the earth for humble servants. I believe that God is looking tonight for Mary's, for Joseph's, for shepherds, for wise men. God is looking for humble and gentle fathers. God is looking for caring and compassionate mothers. God is looking for obedient and submissive children. God is looking for generous and kind employers. He is looking for diligent and hardworking employees. He is looking for people, people who would rather praise others than be praised, for people who don't mind being in the background unrecognized. He is looking tonight for people who are content content with God, content with their family, and content with whatever blessings he may choose to give them. That is a great place to be in life, isn't it? To be content with God, my family, and whatever blessings God may choose to give to me. Well, I want to close tonight 
with this thought. Our third point is humility and homecomings. Christmas is a time when family members come home. There is something so special and so unique, really more than any other time of the year, about Christmas. They come home. They come home to mom and dad's house. They come home to grandma and grandpa's house. They come home because there is so some, something so special about being together as a family. Many of you are here tonight or this weekend with your extended family members. Maybe you rarely get together like this, but you come together for Christmas. And on this Christmas Eve, I want you to know, on this Christmas Eve, there is a heavenly Father who is waiting for many of his wandering children to come home. I believe that. It's so interesting. So many articles have been written in the last two or three years saying that Christmas Eve, the Christmas Eve service, is the most attended service of the year by people who normally don't go to church on a regular basis, far more than Easter. Isn't that interesting? I just find that fascinating that the Christmas Eve service is the most attended service of the year by people who normally don't go to church on a regular basis. It may be tonight that there are some of you who are here who were brought up in a church, maybe a church something like this, but now you're a long way from the faith you grew up with. Maybe along the road of life, you got hurt. Maybe you became disillusioned. Or maybe you just stopped caring. I want you to know that your Heavenly Father is calling for you tonight by the means of his Holy Spirit moving in our auditorium right now in supernatural ways that are beyond our understanding, your heavenly Father is calling for you. He is calling for you to come home. And the path back to him only requires one thing. Oh, it is not an easy thing. But it only requires one thing. And that one thing is humility. To humble yourself and be willing to admit that you need to come back to Jesus, not to a religion, not to a religion of rules and regulations and do's and don'ts, but you need to come back home to Jesus, to know him who can fill the greatest needs of your life, who can fill those voids that so gnaw at you on a regular basis to help you find rest when you are restless. If you will humble yourself and take the first step in the journey back, you can rest assured. I promise you tonight that your heavenly Father is waiting for you with open arms. Oh, may this be a special night, a special time for you today and tomorrow to remember the faith you grew up with to remember, to remember that your greatest need of all is Jesus himself. Let's pray together. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are such a gracious and kind God. We thank you for the story, the historical account of Christmas and the humility of Mary and Joseph, of the shepherds, the wise men, of the humility of the birth of the Son of God, the great Messiah, the Savior of the world. Oh Lord, thank you that in a world that exalts wealth and power and fame that you exalt the humble and the meek and the lowly. Thank you. Tonight, Lord, help us as we approach 2018 to seek to be a humble and meek and lowly people and to remember that Jesus is always there waiting for us to come back to him. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.